Welcome back to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak, Hour 3. we got Dr. William K. Summers in the studio with us today. And if you guys have any kind of medical questions, he is a great person to ask. I wanted to mention something uh, earlier. I think Bernadette, yeah, Bernadette on Facebook, she was asking about uh, who prescribes ivermectin other than Doctors Without Borders. I would suggest I suggest to a lot of people there is a website you can go to and it's called twc.health okay now I'm going to see if I can get these guys to advertise with me too cuz I'd love to promote the crap out of them actually but they uh, what they do is they will have a te- gold has a website and they recommend physicians uh, throughout the country that yes yeah prescribe both ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine Oh, okay. (laughs) Got to get you close to that mic there, Doc. So anyway, so TWC.health, what they will do is they will have a teledoctor talk to you on the phone. They will give you a consultation. They'll give you a prescription. And you will be able to purchase from them an emergency medical kit, which has all those various medications like uh, Dr. Uh, Summers was talking about. It has ivermectin in it. It has z a whole bunch of other things, too, for various different things, so that you can have these medications on hand in case you get sick and have an emergency, and then we run into this situation in which they're denying prescriptions to people. You will already have these things on hand. Actually, I've had patients who've gone on cruises and traveled internationally, and I usually send them with some ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, an antibiotic, and some stuff for nausea. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. Although these big cruise ships, they don't rock at all anymore. They really don't. I've been on a cruise before, and it's like you really can't tell you're on a boat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dr. Fauci has been testifying before Congress this last week, I believe. Oh, really? Uh, I had heard, and uh, uh, the doctor from Kentucky, Senator Ron Paul, I love Ron Paul. Uh, Ron has really... Well, are we talking about Rand or Ron? Rand, Rand. Rand. Yeah, the son. Yeah, I love Rand. Yeah, he is a good physician. He actually, he doesn't just carry the title doctor. He's the real deal. And he understands medicine and how you can, you know, fake research and, you know, what's a good research paper. Uh, but he apparently uh, got Dr. Fauci on the stand again this week. It might be worth looking up and okay. seeing what new things he said. He, uh, in the most recent exchange, he admitted that this six-foot social distancing, totally made up. To- yeah, where they, they, no data. They just pulled this out of thin air. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I remember one time when Fauci was grilling uh, or when uh, Rand Paul was grilling Fauci and Fauci insulted Rand Paul's credentials. (laughs) (laughs) You're just a politician. I don't think so. It's like, no, I'm a real doctor. Yeah, he really is. Yes. Um, But uh, item number, another item here, this uh, article about COVID news over the past year, it turns out that repeated vaccination actually weakens your immune system 
which it may have something to do with why if you've had the vaccine, you increase the likelihood of getting COVID. Now, what kind of madness is that, that a vaccine makes you get the disease? Well, they, they give you the sickness so they can sell you the cure. Down yeah, the Paxlovid. <laughs> so, well, well, have you heard, Doc, that uh, now now Pfizer apparently has bought gobbled up some little pharmaceutical company somewhere in which they have come out with a treatment for turbo cancer, which a lot of people are questioning uh, that. In fact, the vaccine is actually causing these turbo cancers, like we talked about about the DNA fragments in the contaminated right. vaccines. We yeah, talked and about when that. When you alter DNA, you increase the likelihood of cancer for sure. But what I like is uh, the interchange between government and private industry. Uh, what was the name of the Scarf Queen Fauci sex? Burks. Burks. Dr. Yes, Burks the Scarf Queen, yes. Is, yeah, the this, this Scarf uh, Queen. She is now the head of a, pharmace- a small pharmaceutical company. Imagine that. You know, based on her expertise as the assistant to the, the great Dr. Fauci. By the way, Michael, I just saw your post there. Where can we get uh, all this information? Um, have you got some printed show notes you can share with me after sure. the show, this Doc? Is, uh, okay. Well, um, I, I cited it when we began. It's Epoch Times, Epoch Times, December 26th of uh, 23. And then that place I told you where you can get the emergency medical kit, that's twc.health, uh, where you can get that. Right. Yeah, I try to have documentation behind what I say. What I always do, Doc, is I uh, post my uh, show notes in, in on my website after every show. So if you've got an electronic copy of that you can share with me, I'll include that also in my show notes. Sure, I'll send you a PDF. I, I actually compose in Word, okay. a software Word. Yeah, I do too. Um, but uh, the other thing is, is uh, COVID-19... Uh, has had post-vaccination cancer increases. And this is, uh, you know, I'll read some of this. Social media is filled with tragic stories of people dying too young, too fast, of unusual cancers, terrible cancer, and are blaming COVID-19 vaccines. The health authorities claim that this is scaremongering. That's our authorities. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We're just when trying to tell the truth, we're trying to make people vaccine hesitant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <clears throat> and they they come up with the, I've, I've just got to read this. Statistics can be very hard to interpret. Is it possible sample bias? <laughs> this, this is obviously a pro-government uh, article that I've stumbled across here. Um, but uh, I have in my practice two people who mistakenly took the Moderna and uh, came up with one had as a bladder cancer and another one has a leukemia. So uh, I do think that these things are certainly mischief makers, and one should think very seriously before you get them. Now, uh, here's a little health tip of the day, and that is when you buy fruit in the grocery store, should you wash it before you eat it? 
I think you should. The answer is you darn well should. Yeah. And not only that, you should probably make a little solution of just a little bit of soap and just a drop or two of vinegar uh, with your dishwashing soap. Spray it on your grapes or on your avocado or whatever, and then rinse it off. Uh, Because there are all kinds of pesty pathogens that uh, get uh, put on the fruit to give you better crops, better looking crops, et cetera, et cetera. Have you, have you heard, Doc, I talked about this story a while back. Have you heard about the the preservative? Do you remember the name of that preservative we were talking about, Stella? Probably some long chemical name. Uh, no, it's actually fairly an, a fairly easy name for a change, but it's basically a preservative that they uh, that seals in the moisture of the, uh, the fruit um, and it's it's starting to show up more and more in the grocery stores uh, store and the purpose of it is to prevent the moisture from escaping and therefore starting the, the process of, of, of decay right and I can't remember what the name of the stuff is but that just doesn't sound like a good idea it really doesn't no hmm well, well, not only that, I heard, too, this, the apple producers and stuff, and you know how sometimes you go to the grocery store and the red ones are super shiny, and you know, they said they're using cockroach poop to actually keep the shine on them, so you should wash your fruits and vegetables. Well, uh, the way the libs are going, we're supposed to use the cockroaches along with the crickets and eat them. Uh, they're yeah. high protein, you know. Yes. No. No. Thank you. And they will survive atomic attack. That was what I was taught when I was a kid. Only, only the cockroaches will survive. <laughs> did you Did you see the latest uh, Aquaman movie? No, I'm afraid. Oh, that. it had a hilarious scene in it where he's uh, messing with his brother, and his brother has not been out in the regular world and eating like regular, uh, you know, food food like we have on the surface. You know, he's mm-hmm. only been like living in the sea, and he they're going along through a jungle, and a big cock roach comes crawling across a limb and he grabs it and he says oh this is one of the delicacies we have here on the surface and <laughs> and his brother takes it and bites the head of it off and then sticks the rest of it in there and chews it up it's like yeah yeah and then there was a, a short at the end of the movie where if you've been to dc and marvel movies you know there's always things in the credits towards the end in which he he goes to a uh, a burger stand and gets one of these greasy burgers that uh, Aquaman had recommended to him. And he's eating this burger, and it's like he's really enjoying it. And a cockroach goes crawling across the table. He grabs the cockroach, takes the bun off the uh, hamburger, sticks the cockroach in there, puts the bun back on. and it's like and a piece of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well. <laughs> Here's another one I came across that a friend sent me, and I'll read the title again. It's from the Epoch Times, and that is the VA's role in illegal immigration health care has veterans groups and legislators up in arms by Mark Gillum, Epoch Times, December 30th, 23. And the the main bullet points here is the VA resources have been used to process claims for medical care for our dear friends, the illegal immigrants, since 2020. That is to say, the past three and a half years. That's the Department of Health uh, report. The Department of VA uh, has over 400,000 people were treated Uh, will be treated in 2024 that are illegal aliens through the VA. And it's a shame because they get dental and everything else that our veterans don't get. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. 
Um, anyway, so that's something that I think we will probably see show up at our local VA here. Now, this time of year, a major symptom, incidentally, there are four different, three to four different types of uh, uh, coronaviruses running around out there. Those are all relatives of the famed COVID. COVID is a coronavirus. And there are three other uh, coronaviruses in the community running around with adenovirus, perinfluenza virus, and all of those things have a tendency to give this magic stuff called a cough. So I thought I'd talk for a couple of minutes, if I may, on cough. There are nine different causes for a cough, incidentally. First being allergies, asthma, exposure to chemical irritants, uh, viral throat infections are really quite common this time of year. And there's a thing called a post-infectious cough. That would be your long COVID. Where, and I've seen some of that where yeah, the symptoms of the viral infestation are over in three or four days, but the cough just goes on for. You know, I had that happen with me when I uh, caught COVID back in uh, like January of 2020. Right. And uh, I had this. Uh, I got treated. I got uh, some Z-Pack and, and those sort of things. And I had already been taking zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D, all of those sort of things. And the Z-Pack knocked it, knocked it out. But my doctor told me, because at the time, he just saw it as a, some kind of a viral infection. That's what my doctor told me at the time. He says, well, it seems like you've got some kind of a viral infection. He said, um, he says I'll give you uh, some Z-Pack to help protect your lungs. And uh, we'll see what happens with that. Well, he gave me the Z-Pack in a couple of days. I was pretty much fine. But he told me, he even told me, he says, the cough will probably linger for a little while. He said it'll eventually go away. And it did. Mm-hmm. It lingered for maybe a week. And it just tapered off until it was gone. Right. But coughs can also be from, you know, smokers that develop emphysema, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, or bronchitis, which is a complication of COPD. And bronchitis comes in two flavors, acute bronchitis and chronic bronchitis. All right. Um, and then there is a thing called benign cough. and that's Now, what's the difference cough. between acute and benign? Acute cough is something that happens over the course of a couple of days. Okay. Chronic cough happens over weeks. To or months. chronic, yeah, acute and chronic, okay. Right. And so we've seen a lot of chronic cough in my practice over the past uh, season here. And one of the things I recommend is, no, not Robitussin. Uh, or anything that your pharmacy has. But if you go to a health food store, there is a thing called Dr. Tahara's Cherry Bark Syrup. That works. And that works very nicely. Um, But what you have to do is take about a half a teaspoon to a teaspoon, swish it around in the mouth a while, gargle it a little bit, swallow it, and it'll suppress a cough for half hour to an hour. Whereas Robitussin, five minutes, at best, plus it's so syrupy, sweet. Yeah. It's just disgusting. Although I like the Cherry Vicks. I think it's tasty. You think the Cherry Vicks is tasty? <laughs> <I do>. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, so we recommend that Cherry Bark Syrup. We think it's the best that's out there. You know, my roommate, he, he went and saw you when he was having a, co- a chronic cough problem, and you uh, suggested that to him, and he got that, and it did, it did solve his problem. There was one that was out of Canada made out of uh, pine bark that was uh, 
you know, really incredibly effective for cough, but it was so horrible tasting. Yeah. As a matter of fact, their ad said it tastes like potty wash. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, that's kind of gross. The person, you know, they call the company and complain it tastes like body wash or the bottom of an outhouse. Have, have you heard and of that? Say, well, how's the cough? And you go, oh. <laughs> have you heard of that uh, stuff they sell like at Duran's pharmacy? The natural stuff called Osha. No, tell that's me what about it. That they well, this man that I know that had always when he, he got the cough coming on, he'd get it for three months, and he would run down and get that bottle of Osha, and he would drink it like. Try to drink the whole bottle within two days, and that always cured it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, OSHA is, um, you know, an herb that is quite helpful for that sort of thing. By the way, Doc, that, that treatment I was thinking about on the, on the coverings of, like, uh, on, the, uh, on fruit and things like it's called appeal. A-P-E-E-L. No, A-P-E-E-L. Appeal, which is supposed to make it appeal. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, and there's a lot of people are questioning. It's like, well, okay, if you're putting this, and apparently this stuff cannot be washed off. It sticks to the skin of your it, pears. It, 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 it gets into the into the into the pores into the pores of that thing, so it, it cannot be washed off. <laughs> and a lot of questions people ask me is, where are all these viruses coming from? All these COVID things, who's releasing them? Who know why? Why are they? Well, the Chinese seem to be the source of everything. You know, a few years back, they were trying to figure out where the plague came from, mm-hmm. China. Where did smallpox come from? That uh, basically almost wiped out huge swaths of people in Europe and did wipe out a bunch of Native Americans once it came to North America. The answer is China. Is that their form of population control? I I don't know the answer to that one. They seem to be uncontrolled in their population. (laughs) Well, you know, China actually is is suffering from a depopulation problem right now. Yeah, they're number two now. Yeah, they're actually uh, compensating people to encourage them to have more children. (laughs) <laughs> and for years, you know, they've been limiting the number of children that uh, that their people can have. But now they're they're seeing that uh, their their population is decreasing at an alarming rate. And actually, we're seeing that in this country now too. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, they've made uh, what is it? Women's health, which is a polite way of saying abortion. Uh, and Women's reproductive. It's yes. women's reproductive health. Reproductive mm-hmm. health. Mm-hmm. Yes, you got to get that right there, Doc. Yeah, I mean, again, it's the department, <laughs> the uh, department of renaming. Yes, we we need the conservative department of renaming. Yes, we you know, do. It'd be fun to take and make a list of these things, like uh, what what do they call sex change operations, uh, children's health, or something. Oh, uh, children's. Uh, uh, um, oh crap! Why can't I remember that one now? Um, it's gender affirming care. Gender affirming gender care. Affirming there, I forgot care. he was even there. <laughs> <laughs> He's been so Thank quiet. You. Thank you, Sammy, for that. <laughs> no, gender affirming care. I just don't want to care. interrupt. I'm enjoying No, jump right in, Sammy. Like, really interesting. Yes, you got to jump right in. That's the way it works around here. And the, the, def- <laughs> the definitive work on gender affirming care was actually published back in the late 50s, early 60s uh, uh, out of Johns Hopkins. And basically, 
the gender affirming care results as an adult uh, with such depression and unhappiness that approximately 30 or 40 percent of them die by their own hand. So you've assigned them to a suicide squad mm-hmm. and you're not doing them any favors with their gender affirming health care. You got to add the word health. That's yes, very. Well, health's got to be involved in everything, even when you're trying to take away people's guns. It's yeah, for your health. It's it's healthcare. It's health. Everything's and healthcare. An emergency. <laughs> it's a healthcare emergency. <laughs> Didn't that one go to court? Uh, the the uh, you know our 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 governess oh was, oh yeah uh, yeah and she she didn't do well on that one no oh, so the the court said she can't do that it was right. a health emergency it was a health emergency yes there you go yeah <laughs> the guns are a health these 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 uh, these uh, the gun violence these the violent guns ho- the cordless hole punchers the cordless hole punchers yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have to have the Department of Renaming. I think that's a good idea. Maybe that's a project okay. we should the take conservative up. Conservative Department of Renaming. We should just keep a list of the, you know, language changes the liberals make. Right, right. And then come up with the with conservative our own equivalent. I think that's a great idea. And try to get others to use it. I don't know. Yeah. She was the laughing stock of the country. Yeah. She well, she's very famous now. Well, yeah. And that's the important thing. She's famous. She's <laughs> off to Qatar to tell us about our environment. I think it was Qatar that she went to. Yeah. I, I thought that was for heads of state governments, not little state governments. Like yeah. New Mexico. Little In being the. I believe that she's doing all of this because I think she might be trying to tease a run for president in twenty eight. Nobody Liz goes Cheney? to How dare huge international gatherings without having some sort of agenda like that. You're right. Yeah, who would do anything that crazy if you if they didn't have something crazier planned? Could, could you imagine her as president? No, I really oh, can't. Don't. <laughs> I I can't I can't even imagine her as governor. You know, <laughs> you know, by you know, for the most part. Uh, you know, most of the leaders, at least in this country, have been larger people, taller. And it's like taller. I think I think I heard somebody talking about this one time where taller people are perceived as being more powerful. And a lot of hair like our governor in uh, California. Yeah. 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 He does have pretty good hair. Mm-hmm. He's he's a he's a tyrant and a communist, but he's not a bad looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> The thing that I think most people ignore is the fact that that's Nancy Pelosi's nephew. I believe that's the connection. Well, Steve, remember, Doc, when I was talking about in my opening monologue where a lot of these people are blood and they're yes. related? They're, if you really look look at this, you know, like, like uh, the guy in Canada. Um, what's his name? Trudeau. Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. Trudeau. He's the love child of... Uh, of uh, the guy in Cuba, Castro. Castro, Castro in Cuba. Oh, for for some reason, my name, my my name. I'm having trouble with names today. I don't know why. Maybe I need to take some of that uh, memory, <laughs> memory revitalizer. Good idea. <laughs> no, seriously, there is a connection between Castro's Cuba and Trudeau. Yes, there is. Yeah, he was the sperm. His mo- uh, ca- uh, Trudeau's mother was really close to Castro, and they made trips to Cuba. 
And so there and seems that's to not be all they made. Yeah, apparently <laughs> there seems to be some pretty good supporting evidence that in fact Trudeau. And if you look at young, if you look at photographs of uh, Castro when he was Trudeau's age, Trudeau looks just like him. Hmm. There's definitely a family resemblance there. I didn't know that. Yeah, see? <laughs> he certainly acts like Castro in many ways. Yes, he does. He does. You got anything else there, Doc? Or you, you well, want to... Yeah, I can go hit, on with other stuff. Hit some of these other things I got. I got, I, I got to the uh, sex in the Senate thing I wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. Tell ha- us Have you heard that. about that story? Yeah, I had heard a little bit about it. I think it was homosex in the... Homosex in the Senate, yes. So, therefore, it's okay. Well, you understand where I got the sex in the Senate thing. It's yes. kind of like sex in the city. Sex in the city. And it's like, well, you know, se- kind of like my monologue today was a tale of two realities. Mm-hmm. I, like to, I like to play off these words. I, I had okay. some fun with that. She's learning quick. So, tell us the detail <laughs> of that, because I'd heard snits uh, just little... You know, small pieces about that. Well, so apparently this guy, uh, he's a and form- a Democrat. And of course he's a Democrat. Do you even need to ask that question? <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to make sure we got the party affiliation <laughs> right, yes. properly. Um, before uh, the denial. Yes, before the denial. Um, the former Senate staffer accused of being filmed having sex in a Senate Judiciary Committee. Now... It's not. He was filmed, and there is there is video proof online. He was actually rather proud of that, as as well. Uh, in a committee room is an environmentalist who has been climbing the ranks of the Democrat Party since he was a teenager. You might kind of ask how exactly he was climbing those rates. You know, we we know those jokes now, don't we? Right. Um, and has a history of posting risque comments on social media, which he does. And I hope I pronounce his name right. Aiden Mace uh, Seropsky. And you guys, you can criticize me on social media if I said that wrong. I think I got it right. I'm from Ohio, so you got to give me a break. Okay, it took me forever to speak New Mexican. <laughs> but he was fired from the office of retiring Senate Ben Cardin, Democrat, Maryland, of course, over the weekend following reports that identified him as one of the men filmed having public sex in a committee room leaked from a private WhatsApp group to the Daily Caller. The Daily Caller. The Daily Caller, yes. Uh, says here the allegations put an end to the Mace uh, Seropsky's two-year career in the Senate's office with the 24-year-old just recently enjoying a new position. Well, apparently he was enjoying some positions <laughs> uh, as an aide in Cardin's for more positions than they were aware of, I think, uh, to Cardin's foreign policy, tax, and trade team, according to his LinkedIn account. <laughs> <laughs> so he was linked in he was definitely linked in in more ways than one boy those jokes can just go on forever can't they doc <laughs> I think <they> can. <laughs> so, oh okay this is interesting our friend Tamara on social media she says make a vaccine for gun violence because it is a health issue after all and it's so. going to be like the COVID vaccine if you get the gun violence uh, <laughs> vaccine you get shot <laughs> there we go. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he took the position following a six-month fellowship at Friends of the Earth, a UK-based nonprofit organization focused on environmental research and activism. 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it shows here, there's a still picture of here of uh, this committee room. Um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so, a lot of things going on in the Senate. Oh, hey, that's uh, that's our... That's the cue that we're at the end of this segment. So we got the final segment coming up. Um, I've got more things to talk about. I'll, I'll just figure that out over the break, what I want to do on then. So you're listening to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak, along with our guest, Dr. William K. Summers, today. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. Y también hablamos español. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505 292 Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers and closed trailers and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service and no appointment is ever needed. 
Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast in Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. Would you like to move on from being a keyboard warrior to owning your own media? I'm Floyd Cisco with Spoken Words in New Mexico. I can take your event to the next level by providing cameras, microphones, video switchers, and other hardware to turn your event into a professional production. See what I've done for others and what I can do for you at rumble.com slash spoken words New Mexico. To get started, send me an email at spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Again, that's spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Are you a small business with unique skills that believes it can bring value to Sandia or our other national labs and would like to grow your national lab contract portfolio? Then listen up. Working with any of the national labs can be overwhelming. From the lengthy terms to the bureaucratic red tape, it can feel like these labs don't want to work with small businesses. Nothing could be further from the truth. They want and need exceptional small businesses to be part of their supply chain. I can help you. My name is Asa Bortz Johnson, owner of Sandia Consulting Group. I spent 10 years as a subcontract manager at Sandia Labs and can help you navigate the bureaucracy. My central objectives are to increase your firm's probability of winning a contract, minimize your administrative burden, shorten the time frame from proposal to purchase order, and maximize your firm's profit. Give me a call at 505-362-3499 or go to my website at sandiaconsultinggroup.com. Schedule your no-cost meet and greet to discuss how Sandia Consulting Group can support your mission. Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. Welcome back to the final segment of Becca Marie's Freedom Speak, along with our guest, Dr. William K. Summers. I 
wanted to talk a little bit about this. Uh, you guys probably heard about this Alaska Airlines flight in which a, what they're calling a plug, uh, basically blew out of the plane at 16,000 feet. Now, what this thing is, is basically they, they produce these airplanes and uh, some airplanes that don't require an extra exit door, they will install a plug in this spot rather than a emergency door. And <clears throat> that was the case with, with this plane. Now, they went and they did inspections of a lot of the other planes and found that uh, the bolts uh, for these plugs were loose. And, and they mentioned, that this. I thought this was kind of odd. They're talking about how there was four bolts that holds this thing on. It's like, that sounds kind of strange because... You know, I'm a pilot, and I've owned an airplane, and one thing I know about airplanes is they put like a zillion bolts or rivets into something. Uh, it's overkill because you want to make absolutely sure that the thing's not going to fly apart on you. And and they're talking about four bolts holding this thing in. And, you know, they were saying that if the plane would have been at cruising altitude, let's say they would 30, have been at 30,000 feet or 35,000 feet, and that thing would have blown out, it probably would have blown the plane up um, exactly. because the ex- the explosive or decompression. The, uh, uh, the, you know, airline waitress out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, you know, this is one thing, like, when I do fly commercial, I always, because of the things I know as a pilot, I always wear my seatbelt when I'm in the plane. Because there are so many things that can happen. And, and like, for instance, you know, this sort of thing can happen. And if you would have been, even at 16,000, luckily, there were no, that this plane, which is, this is kind of odd, the plane was mostly empty. And there was only like a handful of passengers in the plane. And there were no pla- passengers sitting in the seats near this space. Now, one guy that was in the plane said that when the thing blew off, it literally ripped the shirt off of him. And it went out. And, you know, un- unlike in a Hollywood movie in, in which they'll show like a, a, like a decompression in a plane in which it just keeps sucking and sucking and sucking and sucking, that isn't realistic. That's not the way it works. It's like all the air pressure is out of the plane in a couple of seconds. It's gone. Mm-hmm. And so if you're standing up and you're not wearing a seatbelt, you're probably going out the door also mm-hmm. as soon as the thing blows open but it doesn't just keep sucking so once it's once the pressure has been released then uh there's just a whole lot of noise from the hole in the plane now if they were luckily at only sixteen thousand feet if they would have been at thirty thousand feet the there would have been such a large amount of pressure released that it would have been probably kind of like bursting a balloon in which the whole thing just blows up that's probably what would have happened but So beyond beyond that aspect of it, I, I wanted to pull you into this conversation a little bit, Doc, because this is something I've been thinking a lot about, is I've been thinking about how a lot of people are talking about these days, how they've got brain fog, and then we hear, I've done a lot of research on this topic of these vaxes and, and all of this other stuff, and about blood clots and micro blood clots and things penetrating the blood-brain barrier, and I think that that's probably the cause of the brain fog, honestly. I think that you got little blood clots in there, and I think it's just kind of clogging up the works, and the signals in the brain aren't working quite as good as they should, and you get this brain fog, and 
it kind of makes me wonder, since the the airlines, the FAA, uh, they force the jab on all of these people. They, you've got a bunch of jabbed air traffic controllers, you've got a bunch of jabbed pilots, and you've got a bunch of jabbed airline mechanics. Mm-hmm. So, and probably all the people at Boeing were jabbed as well, because they're in the woke state of Washington, you know? Well, the woke state of Washington, is it like the woke state of New Mexico? Marijuana is readily available? I'm sure they are. I am, I'd have to check in on that, I mean, but uh, I, probably so. Do you realize we have more marijuana dispensaries in New Mexico than the state of California? You know, I've mentioned that before, Doc. It's like as soon as they legalize that, I kid you not, there is like a dispensary at every corner, everywhere. I wish, and it's like, could, I wish I could say every corner, but on the corner of Rio Grande and Central, there's like four. On the same corner. tiny strip mall. <laughs> tiny right. strip mall. There's like eight, eight businesses. Four of them are, are dispensaries. We have more dispensaries than the state of California and the state of Colorado and the state of Oklahoma, all of which have vastly larger populations than we do. And so my question is, if you get a vaxxed person and you add the marijuana to the mixture, is that the cause of these, uh, you know, bolts being not properly? I never thought about that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I look at the weird automobile accidents since April Fool's Day two years ago, when we legalized uh, marijuana here, and I've just seen so many crazy automobile accidents that have just poor judgment, poor judgment. And I know that marijuana affects your ability to judge distance. And also, if you're a regular smoker or user of THC, it's in your system weeks and months after your last use. And you may not think that it's affecting you, but uh, it is. And if we add that to you go down to the factory and you're putting bolts on an airplane, that could be the combination. Well, and that's what I was kind of thinking. It's like, and they checked some of the other planes, and in fact, they found loose bolts on those planes too. And it's like, um, so are we really safe flying commercial nowadays? It, it just kind of makes me wonder. We got we got everybody vaxxed. And I'm just kind of wondering, it's like, are all these people operating at some kind of a reduced mental capacity? Yes, I'm afraid that, and the other thing is, if you look at our schools, they are not producing people that know how to critically think. They're producing basically indoctrinated, mind-numbed robots. Well, our public schools and kids so can't even read. And so your workforce is a bunch of people who... You know, basically, don't know how to think. Mm-hmm. Well, they have of course, how much thinking goes into doing a bolt? Uh oh, there's. I'm sorry. There is Sammy again. He actually said something. What's that? What do you say, Sammy? I was just saying they haven't got me yet with that level of indoctrination. They have tried, and I've frustrated them to the point where they finally gave up on me. Good. Hang in there, Sammy. Don't let them. Uh, I, you know, I compare, I compare what's going to on to like the the old movie, the invasion of the body snatchers. Oh my God! Kind of like that, you know, in, in which you know we're the, the whole world's being taken over by a bunch of mindless, non-human uh, pod people. <laughs> All of these prophetic movies of the the Hollywood. <laughs> 
I watch way too many movies, Doc, in case you haven't figured that out. Do you remember the one, the tomato that ate Chicago or something like that? Oh, that sounds familiar. I remember the blob. (laughs) Um, That's a real old one. I I love my movies. Um, So... So we got all these people that are vaxxed, all these people, in my opinion, that are probably operating at a reduced mental reduced capacity. capacity. And, and they, we have Joe, who apparently got vaxxed. Well, he was bred, brain dead to start with. Oh, yes. <laughs> so it probably improved things in his case. Uh, who knows? It probably didn't make any difference. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and like you talked about earlier, Stella, it's like, do we really know which Joe we're looking at? Exactly. You know, like like you'll you'll hear him do a uh, a speech, and and he's like really sharp and he's like totally on, and then other times he's like getting this up. J six speech was he totally on? Do you think that was the double or could be? Yeah, because he did seem to be pretty on Let's on that speech. Cut from that. Let's okay. see if, yeah, if yeah. he stumbles and bumbles or whether he reads it. Did I play the entire second cut? I don't think you did. Okay. Yeah, let me get the, For some reason, my laptop decided to go into sleep mode. I don't know why. I think it decided to do, do an update. So at a really, really inconvenient time, as soon as it's back up, I'll do that. Oh, that's the problem with confusers. I know. And you know how many of them I got in the studio, don't you, Doc? Six. <laughs> six of them. Yeah, I showed you that the other day. I got six computers in this studio to do everything that we do in here. It's it's insane. But it, it wor- but it works. It it works perfectly, don't it? Yes, it does. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, I had I had this tiny, tiny little high pitched hum that was in the system up until last week. And if you 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 guys that were able to hear that, you notice that's also gone. I managed to get that out of there too. How did you find it? I had to go through and I had to unplug things one at a time and then track it down as to where it was. And I've got filters. That's what. Hmm. That's what those things are. So anytime I, uh, that's how I stop anything that's uh, like, because uh, there's so many things interacting with each other in here that sometimes it'll cause a hum. And so that, those, those get rid of it. Okay, so here we go. I've got, uh, let me, let me play, play Joe in, uh, in that last, uh, I call him. Com- moment of brilliance. Yes, I call him Comrade Joe. I, I, do you like that name, Comrade Joe? I think He's still Dementia Joe to me. Dementia Joe? Yeah, that's pretty good, too. Let's, let's see here. Um, uh-huh. Sorry about that. Where did he go? Whose only sin was he's a good father that loves his son, Humper. <laughs> yes. I call him Humper because of his proclivity prefer for professional women. <laughs> professional women. Girls, you mean? Yeah. Well, you know, I heard that he was spending like hundreds of thousands of dollars on these professional women. On the professionals, yes. Yes, on professional women and traveling and, of course, drugs. And I think I just did something stupid here, and I, for some reason, I uh, lost my uh, clips. So I'm, we might be out of luck on that one, Doc. I don't think I'm able to find that one. Well, if you can't find it, let's talk about his sudden appearance before a House committee. Willing to testify, of course. Willing, impromptu. yes. Yeah, right. That uh, apparently Marjorie Taylor Greene was getting ready to call him out, and he, him, and his lawyers ran out of the House chamber at that point. Well, I mean, it just—it was like a sneak attack of when they were ready for him, and when he did his grandstand on the uh, Capitol, uh, you know, uh, steps. Why? 
they had boxes and boxes and questions prepared. They'd spent hours prepared to ask him various and sundry questions. And he shows up, and they have no preparation. Okay, I'll answer your questions. I mean, who gets away with who, get, who gets that? away with that? That you could just go there and they start asking I mean, questions, like and you all Menendez run out of there. Menendez brothers, if you remember them, <laughs> you remember the Menendez brothers that uh-huh. killed their parents and yes. you know uh, fell on the mercy of the court because they were orphans. Seriously, that was their defense. <laughs> okay, I, I, I found the clips. By the way, Doc, I found the clips. Trump's campaign is obsessed with the past, not the future. He's willing to sacrifice our democracy, put himself in power. Our campaign is different. No, For me and Kamala, our campaign is about America. It's about you. It's Kamala. About every age and background. Kamala. Some people call her Kamala, and she's rather insulted by it's that. It's about the future. We're going to continue to build together. And our campaign is about preserving and strengthening our American democracy. No, it isn't. Three years no. ago tomorrow, we saw with our own eyes. The violent mob stormed the United States Capitol. It was almost in disbelief as you first turned on the television. For the first time in our history, insurrectionists had come to stop the peaceful transfer. Insurrectionists without guns, by the way. First time. First time in history. Windows, shattering doors, attacking the police. Outside, gallows were erected as the MAGA crowd chanted, Hang Mike Pence. Inside, <laughs> I never heard of They hunted that. for speaking. No, I didn't Wilson. either. I didn't see Gallows. The house was chanting as they marched through and smashed windows. Where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Police officers were injured. Kind of like Where's Hunter. Remember that one? Yeah. Police officers who died as a result of the events of that day. Because Donald, because of Donald Trump's lies, they died because these lies brought a mob to Washington. Lies. He promised it would be wild, and it was. He told the crowd to fight like hell. Fight like hell. All hell was unleashed. He promised he would write them, write them, everything they did. He would be side by side with them. Then, as usual, he left the dirty work to others. He retreated to the White House. As America was attacked from within... Donald Trump watched on TV in a private small dining room off my oval, oval off the Oval Office. Off my Oval Office. <laughs> the entire nation watched in horror. The whole world watched in disbelief. And Trump did nothing. Members of his staff, members of his family, Republican leaders who were under attack for the, at that very moment, pled with him. Act. Call off the mob. Imagine had he gone out and said, "Stop." And still, Trump did nothing. Was my- so, so you know, here's an interesting thing. Okay, Biden made the comment that we'll never bow down to a king. <laughs> okay, let me remind you all of some things. Okay, because I know a lot of people have short memories. Okay, especially when you're jabbed and you've got all the brain fog and the little clots going on and you're smoking weed and yeah and all that kind of stuff so it it makes you hard to think so i'll just keep reminding these things okay remember the disinformation governance board that uh, biden tried to put through oh, oh yes remember the censorship of people on social media remember the vax mandates 
remember the political prisoners, which are still in the D.C. gulags. Hmm. Remember how they are currently not getting due process. Remember how churches were forced to close. Remember how preachers were arrested. Think about how our border is being allowed to be invaded by millions of illegal aliens. Why is he not being now, if this was Trump that was doing this, Trump would be saying, oh, well, you're, you're somehow, you're in, uh, in, in, in uh, league with the, with the cartels. That's what it is. You're obviously getting paid off by the cartels. And all of those millions of dollars getting transferred to Joe's bank account? No, we're not going to. There's nothing to see there. We're not going to pay attention to that. What about the FBI goon squads? breaking down people's doors and threatening little kids and dragging people out of their beds? What about the lawyers of political enemies being arrested and all their confidential documents being confiscated out of their office? We don't, we don't, I guess we don't need that lawyer-client privilege anymore. What about the lawfare against political opponents? What about how the Democrats are currently making an effort to cancel Democrat primaries so that there are no buddy to run against comrade joe mm-hmm. mm, you also forgot about the pro-lifers being arrested for nothing yes mm-hmm. pro-lifers being arrested they got swatted as well yes they did yes mm-hmm. you know so you know i was talking about that that progressive uh earlier talking about uh, how people on the left have gotten swatted and things like that and the question you have to ask is aren't we all just being played as a bunch of fools and subject to being swatted if we speak out. Yes, or like you, Doc. If you uh, you know if you do something, they're going to come after, try to come after your medical license. If you're simply doing your job and being a doctor, I mean, didn't you go to school, Doc, uh, to learn how to uh, to make decisions and 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 look at a, a patient on an individual basis and prescribe what you think is a. Uh, uh, adequate treatment for them? Didn't you go to school for that? That was the standard in my day. Today, the standard is uh, it has to be least costly to the state. So we don't want to be investing money in these pesky people over 65, so we sort of minimize what we do for them. And these kids under three, well, if they've got the right stuff, they'll make it. If they don't, well, it's not our problem. They're not productive citizens. And that was the basis of a Total Lives uh, program of um, Ezekiel Emanuel. We don't give care to kids under three, and we don't give much care to people over 65. Wow. That was part of Obamacare. Yeah. And it's, you know, and they denied it, you know, the death uh, death panels and all that stuff. But those didn't exist, though, the death panels. Maybe, yeah. Maybe that's why Hillary said that you have to actually sign up for it to know what's in it because you... You've got to vote for it to find out what's in it. No, you have to sign, yeah, sign up yeah, for it. Yeah, that's what you have to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's funny how... Biden accuses Trump of being a dictator when everything I just mentioned to you is all fact. It's not uh, it's not propaganda. It's it's true. It's actual facts, which, you know, this other talk show guy I was listening to, he wasn't really concerned with facts. He was just I I, I think there is actually a a Democrat talking point list, which somehow gets passed around as a memo. What do you think? 
It, in all likelihood, yeah. yeah. And Rules for Radicals says accuse the opposing side of what you do. Exactly. Or what you'd like to do. You know, when I was on the other station, I don't know if you remember this, Doc, but uh, one thing that we did is we went through the Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals, all of them. I think there's 13 mm. rules, if I recall. And we went through each one of them and talked about each one of them to show how, yeah, they're doing all this stuff to you, but we can use those rules for radicals against them as well because they're very good rules. They're, they're very effective. You know, they're not inherently evil. <laughs> we just need the committee for renaming. The committee for renaming. We need to work on that. <laughs> maybe what we'll do on our new show, maybe we'll, uh, we'll have each week we'll come up with a renamed word. I think A renamed word good, of the day. Yeah, I think that would be a good thing. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> um, gosh, I don't want to run out of time before I say everything I'm going to say. All right, so do you, you guys that are watching uh, now at the end of the show that maybe didn't watch the be- didn't get the beginning of the show, um, I just want to remind you all that if you didn't hear, we are moving to another radio station next week. Um, we are moving to KXKS, and they are 1190 in Albuquerque, and we are going to be doing a live show. On Saturday afternoons now, 1 to 4. It's 11.90 a.m. 11.90 a.m. Yes, there is no 11.90 FM, but we probably do need to clarify that for people that have the brain fog. <laughs> and the ones that are smoking, uh, smoking the stuff from the dispensaries. I remember when Glenn Beck uh, would do mock broadcasts on FM 109. It doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and so what we're going to do is, if you didn't hear the beginning of the show, is uh, Dr. Summers and I are going to be teaming up uh, along with Stella, and we're going to be doing a kind of a combined show. I'm going to try the do- try to talk the doc into doing the whole three hours because I, I you guys you guys tell us. I think it's great having the doc here for the three hours because uh, I think he uh, is um, – more political than he realizes. <laughs> I, I, try to, I try to keep it down to a dull roar. So, yeah. But I also try to keep my head down. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of got to these days. Um, so, so the idea is that we're going to start the first hour with uh, the uh, Revitalize with Dr. William K. Summers, in which uh, he's going to talk about some of the latest medical stuff that's on his mind. And it'll be probably kind of like the conversation we just had. Just a few, I thought that was fun. Do you think so, Doc? Oh, I think so. Yeah. I, like to, I like to give content. I like yeah. to give information that's useful. <laughs> And uh, so, you know, we're going to do something like that, and then we're going to, in the last two hours, we're going to focus on the uh, whatever political stuff I have on my mind, which I've always got a lot more material than we can typically cover in, uh, in any given day. But, uh, you know, I do the best I can, and I've had a lot of people say they enjoy the, uh, the amount of content that I provide, that I talk about a lot of different topics. You know, a lot of, a lot of other shows, they'll like, pick one or two topics and they just dwell on it for like three hours. I don't really know how you do that. I guess you do that when you don't do any actual research. (laughs) Well, you need content. You need content. Yeah. So I think we've had fun with the content today. Um, So so starting on the 20th of January, we are going to be live on KXKS 1190 AM. And uh, 
we're going to be also live streaming at the same time. So everywhere, all at once. I think there was a movie kind of that uh, had that same kind of title recently. But we're going to be everywhere all at once and on live radio and on social media. And of course, we've got the phone lines. We've got the social media chat, which I'm watching throughout the show. And so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And I hope that we're going to get a lot of people calling in because the doctor loves questions and so do I. Yeah, the questions actually keep me sharp. They make me go read. Yeah. And, of course, Stella and I can ask a lot of questions, can't we, Stella? For sure. <laughs> well, there was a lot of good information today that he gave us. I mean, things that we have been talking about already, like the SADS and how you come up with cancer and heart attacks all yeah. of a sudden. And all the young athletes just dropping dead yeah. on the field. On the field. The Pathetic. death spiral kind of thing. I've seen the videos of that. It's terrifying. Mm -hmm. Sammy, you got any final words? got nothing you got nothing i've got nothing except that this was an incredible show and maybe i do got one thing maybe i should try and find biden's speech writer so i can hire him or her for my campaign or they them i don't know yeah and i do decide to run because that was a very emotional speech that there's no way biden was able to bring that up no well and that's that's how democrats do they they try to appeal to people's emotions and uh, that's how they try to manipulate people so all right so uh i want to say once again i want to say thank you to uh, kdaz for the last two years and uh i hope all of you guys will follow us over to the other station on the 20th in which we're going to be live and you guys can call in and be a lot more involved and uh Follow, and do me a favor, follow, like, share, subscribe. If you're watching on Rumble, I've noticed a lot of people watching on Rumble today. Click on that subscribe button down at the bottom if you haven't. Follow our channel. Follow and like our Facebook page. Uh, you know, Click on the likes on everything. If you're watching us on X or Instagram or whatever, click on the like because that's important because that helps us uh, get more visibility and uh, you know, otherwise you know, we fall somewhere down, down there lower in which you know, we don't get to promote it quite as much. So um, anyway, so uh, check out our website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can listen to replays of all of our previous shows that will be there. I'll be doing some updates to the website, too, here over the next few days. I got a lot to do over the next few days uh, for this move we're making. And also you can download any of the shows from SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes. And uh, be sure to check out my late night show uh, only on streaming only, uh, The Continuum. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about uh, clones, human clones, and digital afterlifes. That should be really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next week this show will be broadcasting from what AM station? 1190. And that's KD... KXKS. KX. KXKS. Mm -hmm. So everybody, remember, freedom is essential to everyone. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. Divided we're weak. Together we are strong. It's time for us all to stand up, open our eyes, reject division, ask questions. Tell the Marxists and those pushing the woke agenda and hate. Hell no, we won't comply. And doctor, you want to uh, join us on our last uh, sentence? Resistance is not futile, and we, we are, are the, the resistance. resistance. <laughs> Have a fantastic weekend. Love y'all. Bye.